Hi, this is Mark McGee from Love Planet and Greg Allman and Friends. Are you here? Great. We've been waiting for you. Thanks for spending some quality time listening to the Paul Leslie Hour. Hey, we've got an interview with Mark McGee from our old-time radio archives. This was originally broadcast in October 2007, and now we're making it available on all platforms. So, the interview you're about to hear is with guitarist Mark McGee, a performing and recording artist, vocalist, and producer. He's a man who had a dream to pursue mastery of the guitar. He stayed determined and is undoubtedly a phenomenal guitarist. If you've seen him live, you haven't forgotten, right? Mark McGee grew up in California, started practicing his craft at an early age. Working with the Alameda All-Stars, he was chosen by Greg Allman to be the lead guitarist and slide guitarist for Greg Allman and Friends. Mark was with Greg from 1995 to 2004, and then again in 2007. Not content just to perform with a musical legend, which is an accomplishment enough, McGee continued his creative journey. He met vocalist and singer Nicole Sutton. With others, they formed the band Love Planet, a band that harnesses the magic of melodic rock. They continue even to this day. Hey, real quick, as we continue on that road that never ends, we've got even more great stories we'd like to bring to the masses. And if you'd like to be a helper and supporter of independent media, simply visit www.thepaulleslie.com support. And we thank you. Now, let's hear Mark McGee's story. Yes, siree, let's listen. All of us. We're welcoming Mr. Mark McGee of the band Love Planet and of the group Greg Allman and Friends. So welcome to the show, and thank you for making the time to do this. Hey, no problem, Paul. I appreciate it being on CAIC Radio. What was it initially that drew you to music? Well, when I was, when I was growing up, I was the youngest of, of three children. I have two older brothers, and probably a combination of a few things. One, my oldest brother, Kevin played guitar. He had an acoustic, a nylon string acoustic around the house. And they used to always sneak it into my room, you know, and he didn't like it at first, but eventually he just surrendered his guitar to me. So it's probably that, a combination of being kind of a shy kid and just getting turned on to uh, a lot of great rock and roll from the 70s, early 70s, late 60s when I was in my youth. When I started playing guitar, I just clung to it. And this kind of never stopped. And you grew up in California. And I was wondering what you grew up listening to. Oh, goodness. Well, I I remember the first day, the first, I remember one day when I was about 10 years old, I got, I got turned on to a lot of records in one day. It was, you know, all the, all the essentials, all the British invasion and a lot of American rock blues guitar players, anything from the Almond Brothers to Zeppelin, to Pink Floyd, to <clears throat> Montrose, to Frank Marino, Rob Trower, Hendrix, Queen, uh, Yes, Genesis, a lot of progressive rock. So really my initial influences were 
some of those uh, essential rock and roll albums from the early 70s. As I got older, you know, I got more into different types of classical music and blues, you know, more jazz, things like that. But basically my heart's, you know, in rock and roll, you know, and that's usually my genre of preference to, uh, to write in or display my abilities. In. And your own band, Love Planet, I was wondering how that came to be. Well, in 1999, there was a studio in San Rafael, California called SRS Studios, and it had a big soundstage in there. Greg Allman and friends, we would go there and rehearse for three or four days before we'd head out on the road. And uh, the guy that ran you, ran the place, Daniel Fulcelli, called me to do a session out there one day. So I came out with my guitar handy, and the session ended up being to do some guitar tracks for Nicole Sutton's demos. And Nicole is obviously, as you know, the one of the lead vocalists and songwriters, founders of Love Planet, along with myself. Uh, but yeah, so that's how Nicole and I met. And over the next two years, we we ended up playing together with Stu Hamm and Jeff Campitelli, and we just became a really strong partnership musically. And eventually, we decided to make it a legitimate thing and not just kind of a a get-together jam session, and hence came Love Planet. First record came out in 2003. After that, Stu Ham and Jeff got called out to hit the road with Joe Satriani, so we continued working on songs. Picked up Scott McKenzie on drums and Tommy Sisko on bass, who I had known for many years, worked with in previous bands such as Vicious Rumors or Star Castle. But, uh, and then we released State of Mind in 2005, and we actually just re- finished recording our third record called Lucky One, which is going to be being mixed while I'm out of town on the road with Greg. And we should have it at the merch stand for the post-Christmas Greg Allman and Friends run. And who came up with the name of the band, The Love Planet? Well, it was one of those situations where we, we literally just, Nicole and I sat down and we wrote down a bunch of bunch of different words on little pieces of paper that we thought were, you know, important, important things or, you know, cool sounding words. And we crumpled them up, threw them in a hat and we each pulled one out, put it together and out came Love Planet. That's realistically how it came about. And uh, it's crazy because, you know, it's one thing finding the right chemistry of musicians to play with and, you know, but it's, it's almost impossible to find a band name these days. <laughs> and I was reading, you said that you mentioned that you had an instant musical connection with Nicole Sutton of Love Planet. And I was wondering how how you came to realize that. You know, it was kind of just an unspoken thing. You know, kind of like where you'd answer each other's questions for each other without even realizing it. And, uh, you know, musical styles, ideas musically kind of how a song made you feel visualizing you know the music if you know if, if the music was to a to a picture like what what does this music say to you what what do you see what does it make you think of as far as you know lyrical content you know we we met eye to eye and a lot of those kind of things we just seemed to get the same vibe from certain types of music and things seem to resonate the same way for us so uh I think that was a big part of it, you know, just kind of an innate thing. And you've been with Greg Allman and friends for 
over 10 years now. I was wondering what has kept it fresh all these years. See, I mean, I guess, I guess I'd have to say partially for, for Greg Allman and friends as a whole, and probably more for Greg, if I may be so bold, is that he's had a lot of different players come and go over the years in the band. You know, so for me personally, as a player, that obviously keeps things new and changing. You know, if somebody, a new piano player comes into the band, you know, things get new parts come up and turn other people's parts change. So you, you constantly got to be open and not really married to your, your parts that you're playing musically, you know, because, uh, you know, everybody's got to be able to put in their, their stamp and their feel you know, within Greg's framework. And uh, so that's one element that's, that's caused or that's enabled it to be fresh all these years. For me personally, really, it's just trying to execute a certain type of feeling and a certain type of energy that is connected to Greg and his songs and his music. You know, when people hear Melissa or Ryder or even some of the more obscure songs, you know, they expect to hear certain things, either from the studio recordings or whatever. And, uh, you know, a lot of players come into a band and kind of just want to stomp all over it and do their own thing, you know. And I think one of the reasons that Greg has me here with him still is that I respect the material. I seem to have a, a decent idea of what parts on the recordings or on the songs the audience wants to hear and expects to hear, and then also pick my moments, put my own flair and my own dialings in there. For me, it's, it's, I mean, every time I get to play on stage with, with someone like Greg, you know, it's just a pleasure. And, and, and the excitement of it is really something that instigates spontaneity and instigates that freshness, you know, it's never, you never get used to it. It's always an exciting experience. So I think that ultimately will come out for music. How did you begin performing with Greg Allman and friends? And how did you meet Greg Allman? Well, back in the mid nineties, Greg had moved out to California. I was living out here for a while. I grew up in a small town called Alameda, which is about 15 minutes, 12 minutes away from San Francisco. And there was a band called the Alameda All-Stars that, as I grew up in Alameda, I had heard of, they were kind of, you know, maybe 10 years older than me and uh, didn't really know them, but I'd heard of them. I was busy playing with my own original bands in San Francisco and doing original nightclubs. And Alameda All-Stars was more of kind of a, just a local blues, kind of a music club, really. You know, a lot of musicians from Alameda came out of that band. Danny Chauncey, who's in 30th Specials from Alameda, he came out of that band. Pat Thrall, who was in the Pat Travers band, he came out of that band, came out of Alameda. So over the years, I kind of became friendly with the guys. And at one point, they had asked me to, to sit in and chat in with them. And then they asked me to fill in for a few gigs. And I started filling in more and more. And at that time, they were members of Greg Allman and Friends. And then an audition came up where they needed a guitarist. I guess at that point, they used to have a West Coast lineup and an East Coast lineup as far as the guitar players went. I think it was Chauncey and Jack Pearson on the East Coast and Mark Jelly Roll, Bert Stoller, we call him Jelly Roll, and somebody else on the West Coast. And they had an opening. And so a bunch of auditions were set up and 
I was invited to come down and check it out. And, and kind of that's how that door opened for me. And it's kind of ironic because, <clears throat> as we mentioned earlier, there's been a lot of changes over the years. And now I guess I'm the only one from Alameda that's a member of Greg's band. So it's kind of strange the way the worm turns. I was reading that you have a solo album coming up called Gem. And I was wondering what types of music are going to be included on that album. It's going to be a mix of uh, acoustic, electric, rock, pop, with some bluesiness in there, some psychedelic in there, maybe some ambient moments as well. You know, I'm a I'm a huge fan of a lot of different music, and I've never wanted to proclaim to anybody that I this is what kind of musician I am. I've met a lot of jazz musicians over the years to frown at rock musicians. I've met a lot of blues players that <clears throat> that are stuck in their rut. And the same with rock and roll. You know, every genre seems to have, you know, its select few that just get stuck in a in a, in a box. For me, I, I try to find the beauty and the and be inspired by by as much different types of music as I can. So for me, this record will probably be. It'll definitely be song-oriented. It won't be an instrumental record. And probably will have some moments that are kind of jam bandish, psychedelic, but it won't be a full-on traditional offshoot of the Allman Brothers kind of album. It'll probably be more of a song-oriented rock and roll album with a lot of different styles intertwined. It's interesting what you just said about not being stuck in one type of music. I think what Greg Allman does and what the Allman brothers do is kind of an example of, of not doing that, you know, because the fact that like Greg's music, he has some songs that kind of rock, but he has so much soul. He has blues, sometimes a little bit of jazz. So I was wondering just because of the, the members of Greg Allman's and friends, having spoken to a couple of them, they all seem to have their own particular style. I was wondering how Greg, or if he does at all, has he expressed interest in the solo work of, of you guys? He's heard it and he enjoys it. You know, I think that's part of why he has us playing in his band. Is, you know, he gets a lot of different elements, you know. I mean, on the last tour out, we were listening to some Love Planet and listening to some Ruth Katz band CDs. And, you know, we've, you know, Floyd or Jay, Jay Collins, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think he, he likes the fact that we're all when we go home, we're busy doing and creating our own thing, you know, that we're, that we don't turn it off, that we don't go home and just sit back and say, you know, well, just sit back and wait for Greg to play again, you know, because it's in our blood and it's what we do, you know, and it's definitely true. I mean, Bruce has got that really kind of blues, honky-tonk, ragtime, serious piano playing going on. Jay's obviously more in the jazz from the jazz school. However, I know he's been embracing his R&B and blues roots a lot lately. And me, I guess I'm the, the rock and roll element. It's kind of a neat chemistry, you know. We all kind of have to come together. There's always moments working on songs or arrangements where different ideas come up and, you know, different perspectives on. So, and then somehow we find a way to kind of mesh it into one thing where everybody gets to feel that they're, contribution is a part of the picture. When someone hears you performing 
or something that you've recorded, whether it's with Greg Allman, your own band, Love Planet, or this upcoming album, what is it that you hope the listener gets out of the experience? Well, first and foremost, just a good, positive feeling, an uplifting feeling, something that makes them emotionally feel open and happy or excited. I'm not really into dark side of things. There's a lot of people that are. They like to they feel that things have to have a certain amount of darkness or sorrow or edge to them. You know, and I'm I'm more about positive, uplifting experience from the music. They don't have to get it completely, but if it makes them feel good, they like the song, they find something in it that's that moves them, then ultimately that's all I can really hope for. When you're not doing music, if you have time, because it seems like you're just so immersed in music with all these different projects you're doing, what do you like doing in your downtime? Well, staying healthy, working out like a good movie, (laughs) like a good book, spending good time with my friends and my family. That's really the simple things in life are what's important to me, not too flamboyant or too extravagant with my personal life. And how can the listeners out there find out more about the world of Mark McGee and Love Planet? Well, that's easy. Just go to www.markmcgee.com or luvplanetloveplanet.net. You can also find out things about me on MySpace. You can download my music through iTunes and come out to the Greg Allman Show. That'd be a great way to find out about me. Before we go, I have one final question for you, and I think this is a good question for you, given the name of the band Love Planet. This program and this broadcast is going out all over the world. I was wondering what you would like to say to the world. Keep it real. If you have something to say, say it. Don't get caught up in the PC world that we're living in, and just be positive. Keep the faith and follow your passions. Do what makes you happy and be good to one another. Well, Mr. McGee, on behalf of myself and the listening audience, I'd like to thank you so much for giving us this interview. My pleasure, Paul. And I hope to see you on the road soon. I hope so, man. Hopefully we can hook up in Atlanta. All right. We thank you and appreciate you dropping in for the Paul Leslie Hour today. You know, you can help the Paul Leslie Hour in our mission to provide independent media content like this by visiting www.thepaulleslie.com slash support. We truly thank you. This is your announcer speaking. Performance of the Entertainer intro song and Corina Corina outro song courtesy of John Primerano. Well, that's it for today. So until next time, be safe and be good.